Welcome in to Taylor and Carl Hines present the Nothing But Net podcast, episode 12. I'm your host, Taylor Hudson, and I'm with my co-host, Carl Hines. And today, we're finally back after like a six-month hiatus, maybe five-month hiatus. I haven't really gotten into the math about it, but Carl, how are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, it's been forever. We're trying, the schedules just didn't match up and try like you have work and then I've, you have work in the morning and I've work at night and, and I had classes. I was taking over summer. Did you take any classes in the summer? No, I didn't, I didn't do anything over summer. I uh, only got four classes this fall. So that's pretty sick. Two of them had, online, two of them hybrid Friday, no classes. So I'm looking pretty good. Pretty I had good right one. Now. I had one up until today and now I have three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness what happened uh just uh, all they were all waitlisted i don't waitlist them all dude i'm i'm so like thankful that none of my classes have been like canceled they just moved them to online yeah, or hybrid to, dude my 8 a.m got moved to online bless up. What, what's your 8 a.m oh it's with dr spiceland bro. oh ethics <laughs> let's go same class let's go really let's yeah, the, go. oh yes. perfect yeah well, awesome that's great <laughs> So what have you been doing through the coronavirus? Because that's been like the thing that's been uh, going on. Well, basically everything started going downhill when I was in uh, Florida, in, in Miami with like everyone, mm. basically. Yeah. Uh, all of our friends and um, everyone, basically we had our last like hurrah before you couldn't go outside and do anything. So we like went out into like downtown Miami and everything. And, did that whole scene which was fun uh yeah don't have to mention specifics on the pod but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was fun about that off air yeah um and yeah uh, after that it was basically shut it down came home worked a week so work delivery and uh which is honestly now it's like thinking about it like i'm basically at risk every single day when i go to work yeah. but well, I am like, too at work, like delivery driver, but I do wear a mask in certain places. But if I'm helping people like over the counter, I'm not doing it. So like, I'm part of the problem, but yeah, I don't know. I just get so used to not wearing a mask. And then when I go, I mean, I wear it when I go out and stuff like that. Like I can't go inside any place without wearing a mask, but like just thinking about it, I got really sick. I said on the last pod with Gabe, like I got sick in the end of February or early March yeah that's what I was thinking like did you have it yeah I don't know dude like okay so if that was the case if I did have it like I guess they're saying I saw something that said like the antibodies are like only 120 days so I was thinking like man maybe I should get like an antibody test but if it only lasts 120 days I think I may have already passed that I don't know but like dude yeah first you like you deny it so much I was like no no way no way like there's no way and I'm like fuck maybe there is a way like i don't I think, like who knows think about if we did a pod during that and then like oh dude it just would have been like i know well, you were like out of commission but like if we had like tried to do a pod we had like met up or whatever yeah yeah like and even before that before you were feeling bad we did right before you felt bad we did a podcast yeah and so like you probably you could have been asymptomatic or whatever yeah, who knows do like at all the thing was like it was so weird is like no like my girlfriend didn't get sick and i lived with her and like none of her roommates got sick so like i don't know what it was but like they, dude i was on my ass for like a week could have been asymptomatic bro it's like who knows just, like I, I literally don't know but that's what's I, so like it's so mysterious like there's so much unknown still yeah which is crazy yeah that is not great but yeah hopefully i don't know if i had it or not maybe need to go get tested but like it's just like scary when people are like hey like my roommate tested positive you might want to go get tested i'm like dude what the fuck 
<laughs> but I mean, at least they're telling me like, so I had a guy that come in to my job and said, yeah, I just dropped my wife off. She's going to go get tested. And he's coming in with no mask on. He's like, yeah, he's getting tested for the coronavirus. And we're all just like, what yeah, How many people you? that I delivered to, they're just like, some, some of them are like purposely. So like it, it checks like automatically. It's automatically checked that there's no contact. You have to go in and unselect no contact. Right. So people will purposely do that because they want you to not do that. And they get like pissed off because I still just like set it down for them or whatever. And they get like, I've had people like kind of like be rude to me and like be mad that I'm trying to social distance and, you know, help them. Yeah. Well, that so. was a weird thing. Cause I remember ordering a pizza and the person like delivered it like on this cardboard plate thing. And I was just yeah. like, they're in the I doorbell just... and they like, they look at you from the car and I'm just like, open the door I'm like, oh he's watching me as i pick it up and i give like a thumbs up like i don't know what i'm supposed to do just like i got the pizza we're good yeah. for me i just like i have like a bag over like a medium box and then i put the hot bag that it normally goes in on top of that and i put the pizza all on top of that but i set that like down either if they have like a chair on their porch or something i'll set it on that yeah. or if like the, if the box will prevent like all the pizza and everything from being on the ground yeah so it's it's crazy but I, I got some good news for you, though. Through all Never this madness, Charlotte MLS has got a soccer team. We did it. Officially David named. Tepper, he said, hey, we're going to wait about, like, five, six months to put out a crest and a logo and a color scheme, what would be called. Charlotte FC is the name of our MLS team. Are you happy with the name? And are you happy with the crest colors? Give me your full opinion right now. I think – First impressions, I would, uh, I would say, okay, kind of plain. Liked right. the Queen City FC thing that we threw around. Yeah. I like that better. But yeah. I think the color scheme works with what we already got going on with our Carolina teams. Right. And um, when I saw the list of names of the other choices that it could have been, I was like, thank God they picked Charlotte FC because yeah. the other the other names were they were kind of whack. I'm not gonna but lie. So. You didn't want to be all Carolina FC if they would that would if they That's picked that so name. Dumb. If they picked um, that, all Carolina, I'd be so pissed. Or, yeah. Charlotte it, it Brown. Been, oh, it could have been so much worse. It Charlotte been so much worse. Town FC. Yeah. No. Anyway. So <laughs> I'm going to, for like, if you had told me like three months ago that this would have been, I would have been a little disappointed. But knowing everything that I know now, we're good. <laughs> you know, they, this is probably the best outcome that could have happened. But yeah. I, I do like the crest. I do like the crest, I, I will say. I was pleasantly surprised. You know, I really thought that going into this that David Tepper and the team would be like, okay, let's let's try to like. In, I thought they were gonna try to like integrate like different colors. Like I thought they're gonna try to go with the Hornet scheme. And like I I do not like purple and teal. And a lot of people give me pushback. They're like, you don't like the Hornets color scheme? I'm like, no, I like absolutely cannot stand it. But the you know the the black and blue like the Panthers is good. I was just thinking about it now, like, what if they did, like, the Knights color scheme? That would have been cool. But, like, overall, like, the logo's nice, a lot of meaning to it. A lot of people are saying, and I kind of agree, like, they should have done the crown, like, the the crown logo that's on the street signs around Charlotte. That would have been cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, like, they're trying to take it in a different direction and try, not trying to be lazy. They, they also, like, don't forget, like, they, they're going to have alternate jerseys, and you can add little, like, uh, little patches and stuff. Like, they, they can definitely – there's more stuff, like, little, like, nuances and touches that they can add to, like, make ode or make, like, references to the city and everything. So there's still more that they can play around with. 
Right. I'm I'm surprised they didn't release the jerseys yet, but like they no, they, they need to get I'm the not. money out. Did they? They probably it's, just brought in so much money right now. Same with like, uh, I mean, Seattle for in just the new franchise for hockey. They just like have released their brand and everything, the Kraken and everything, and they showed the jerseys and the logo and everything. But they're not even they're not selling the jerseys yet either. So it makes sense. Do you like that the Seattle Krakens? I thought that was pretty badass. It's it's uh, at first I thought it was a little like uh, junior. Like like junior A like like little league hockey type stuff, but yeah. it, it, it then now that I think about it, I watched the whole like video conference they did and everything explaining it. It was it uh, it's like grown on me a little bit, but I definitely the logo is pretty banging. I'll give it yeah that. that logo was that, that logo was bad, but yeah I think the coolest thing though about the short MLS is like a the bad thing was that I got pushed back two years, which kind of sucks, but it, it would have been cool to see them next year, but pandemic's going on so you know we'll wait two years the coolest gives me a thing, chance to try and work there yeah same that's i was like <laughs> oh my goodness like this could be the chance where i can work for charlotte mls that'd be like the dream job here in charlotte don't have to move anywhere but i really like the secondary logo they did it kind of reminded me of like an older premier league logo kind of like an yeah. old chelsea or everton i like that a lot that's probably my favorite touch of all the stuff that was came up about charlotte mls 100 percent agree Okay, let's shift gears uh, to the main topic of today's podcast is the NBA is back up. It's running. They're inside the bubble. They're playing. Scrimmage games, yeah. Yeah, after Rudy Gobert canceled the league after touching everything and touching people, microphones, locker rooms, his player teammates hated him. Or not hate him, but they thought about blowing up the nucleus and trading him. But now the NBA in Disney – the power of Disney in the bubble, same thing with the MLS. They are back. And, man, there are 22 teams. And this Thursday, they start off with the opening game of Utah versus New Orleans. Zion getting the four-day quarantine. I don't know how the quarantine stuff works. He got four days, but uh, the name's blanking on me right now. Oh, the guy that plays for the Clippers, I was at the strip club. That got quarantined. He's getting quarantined for Why? 10 days. Did you not hear about that? No. Okay, well, let's just – we're just going to power through it, and I'll have to find it a little bit. But are you excited that the NBA is back? I mean, They're um, running. I'm excited with, like, a little bit of – I'm basically just ready for playoffs because, obviously, my team isn't at the bubble, nor should they be. They're awful. Might as well stay at home. But – uh, I think I'm just like ready to get the playoffs started, but obviously they have to finish out, you know, the regular season and stuff. So basically I'm going to be looking f- for storylines for the playoffs is what I'm watching for basically. Right. Okay. So fun. It was Lou Williams. He is back. I just, an article from USA today, We're recording this on Monday at 9:45 PM, 7:27, just to give you a little timestamp. So Zubach today tested positive two hours ago for the coronavirus, but Lou Williams was the guy that went out to the strip club and got like a drive through strip club food, I think. A lot of people, even uh, the Kings, uh, Rashawn Holmes was, has to be quarantined for 10 days or, yeah, I think it's 10 days because he went out and got food out of the bubble, which is pretty hard. Like, I, I, it must be so hard to be like an athlete and you're like, man, I'm stuck in this bubble and I can't even go get like wings. I, I think going to the strip club is a little get- extreme. You can get everything like delivered to you. Like you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of potentially millions of dollars. Just do your job. You know, this is your job. 
And so somehow Marvin Bagley hurt his foot, so the Kings are looking – they're looking what's rough. New? But, yeah, what's new? Always but injured. I forgot to mention, after – it's a doubleheader game. So, we got 6.30. It's Utah versus New Orleans. And at 9 o'clock, it's Lakers and Pelicans. Or, I, meant, I think it's Lakers and Clippers. I'm sorry. I wrote down the wrong thing. Yeah, Lakers I'm badly prepared. So, I just want to throw this question out to you. And we could go back and forth on it. Why did the NBA bring 22 teams? Why do we need to have the Suns, Spurs, Kings, Pelicans there? I think anyone with, like – it feels like they took anyone with an actual chance, and then they took, like, a few teams with a mathematical chance of making it still. I guess maybe, like, also, if you think about it, if you only bring teams that are pretty much in contention, you're like – I think it's, it's – it's a little unfair for something like you're only playing good teams and obviously you're, mm. that's what you're going to be doing in the playoffs anyways. But I feel like with such a short bit of time before the playoffs are like set in stone, if anything goes wrong for a certain team and it breaks badly for them, they they're and they're just getting ran through by really good teams every single night. It's going to be hard for them to recover if something like happens to them. So obviously everything we say today has an asterisk on it. Like I was saying, like, you don't know the, the one day quarantines for missing testing quarantines for like leaving the bubble and then quarantines because hopefully like cross your fingers, hopefully not, but people test positive, you know, and they will have quarantines. Mm. And then on top of that, you have your regular stuff like injuries and all that. So. Yeah. I just, we look at the, like, okay, the Eastern conference, like they brought the eight and then they brought the wizards. Like the wizards are six games back. Like, I think it's okay to cross them off. And then we look, I mean, I can kind of see, okay, Trailblazers, 29 wins, Pelicans, 28, Kings, 28, Spurs, 27, Suns, 26, and they cut off there. I mean, if we're really looking, I guess we can start this. If we really look at this, I think there's maybe two teams that actually have like a chance of knocking the Grizzlies out. And it's probably the Trailblazers. And I'd say, I mean, I'd probably just say the Trailblazers. I don't see the Trailblazers and an outside chance for the Pelicans. Yeah. Even then, though, like, I'm not sure about them really making it. Yeah, but it all, all like, you just got to think about, like, all it takes is uh, you catch, like, you catch some breaks on a, like, a night you're playing at one of the L.A. teams or, like, Dallas or something, and they're, like, one of their players is out on quarantine or whatever, and, like, a big piece of their lineup's gone. There could be, like, a, some sort of Cinderella run for a team if everything breaks right mm. for them. But like I said, like I'm, you know, on the podcast, obviously I've been a homer of the Kings. Like the Kings have like no chance. If Marvin Bagley's hurt, like they have no chance. The Spurs, like if you're, all your hopes are on Marvin Bagley, then you're, you're not, not in the right place. Uh, I'm just saying he's a he's a key player that just gets hurt all the time. <laughs> it just seems like just when the Kings need him the most, like okay, we're all healthy. Darren Fox got hurt, so like all this different stuff. But, like, even the sun, like, the Suns are in it. I don't know. But I just think, are you a true believer that the Pelican, they made, the NBA made this set up a 22 team so they can get Zion in the playoffs and potentially have Zion versus LeBron first round? You think you're one of those believers that they would do that? No, I definitely think they kept, I mean, they, I think the Pelicans should have stayed in no matter what. But I definitely think it, it helps that the Pelicans are in for ratings and stuff. Okay. I think they, the Suns, they could have kept out. The Suns yeah. and 
uh, I think they had to keep at least one extra team in for the East, you know, just to like have teams to play <laughs> in their conference. Yeah. So I'm okay. That's the only reason I'm okay with the Wizards. And I think the Suns and potentially even the Spurs could be cut. But besides that, like I'm, I'm okay with it. I think they just made it like they extended like it to 22 for like uh, numbers reasons, I think maybe. Right. Hmm. Like maybe right, there's well, a thing. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, we let's move. get into it. Who, who do you think, uh, who do you think has got the best chance of winning this? It's dropping on you right now. Who, who are your favorites to win this uh, NBA playoffs? Each conference, I'm going to say, it's, the thing is that you just can't really, there's going to be stuff that you can't predict that's going to happen. Yeah. Right I'm now. Just, I'm throwing like, in, I'm just throwing in like, right now, like. It's even more think? volatile than it would have been without all this like other factors coming into it. But I'm just going to stay true to, I think what I predicted at the beginning and that is of the season, which is uh, Milwaukee and the Lakers, the LA Lakers. Mm. I'm going to stick to even, even with like the depleted parts of LA's lineup, them and having to bring in waiters and, um, Oh, who's the other guy they just brought in too? J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, yeah, because Rondo is out and all that, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I I think think they have, like, that, like, Kobe, Magic, LeBron, like, run in them. I think it's going to happen. It's just – you just feel like there's something special going on there, and no matter whether people want to say, oh, the the league is going to rig it for them or whatever, I just feel like what a story would be even without like the 30 for 30 is writing itself here. Oh uh, yeah. What if I told you LeBron, not even the pandemic could stop him from winning a ring. I could see it now when I'm in my late twenties, early thirties on LeBron's coaching his son on the Cavs after he buys them. But my finals prediction, I'm saying Clippers and Bucks. I feel like the Clippers are like, I mean, every team, I think right now the main thing, if you're going into who do you think is going to win? Like a lot of teams, like you can't say, well, if the Celtics were healthy, it's like, okay, well, everybody just had like four months off or like three to two to four months. I'm a rough estimate like mm-hmm. off. So everybody should be healthy. And the only reason why your team wouldn't be healthy is like some freak accident happens or you get COVID and it's like a serious case. And then you have to quarantine and you miss like, you know, what, what if you're, a team that's in the second round of the playoffs and your star player gets coronavirus somehow. And then guess what? He's out in that series and it swings it like stuff like that happens. So I'm with you in a little bit. I didn't think about it like that, where there's going to be so many moving parts and variables we haven't accounted for yet. So like kind of guessing who's going to win. It's like, there's so many things that have to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to go to one of the, my point with, or my pick would be Clippers and Bucks. Yeah, I just like yeah, I, I, I can't see anybody out of the East. I think we both can agree that we see nobody out of the East that can like really make a run and I just stop, like, be honest. Yeah, I just kinda had to put like the blinders on. Like if there's like a few things that like tiny little nuances or little like X factors like that you can take into consideration to maybe make a different pick, yeah, but like this is just so many like things that can happen. So might as well just put the blinders on kind of and just be like, this is what I would have picked if none of this was happening. So I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say the Lakers, but just going back off my last point I just talked about was like the health Clippers have battled injuries all year. They haven't had anybody. They haven't had their core group together on the floor and actually played some games for a while. 
So this is the chance where, okay, we're in the bubble. Our scrimmages, everybody's okay. They have a couple of players been in on the bubble. We said Lou Williams. Um, I know Patrick Bradley's been out because he had to go to a funeral. Um, mm-hmm. There's somebody else I think that's out. I, I don't know. But it's just like I said, like, even even if we're talking about the Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, anybody in the top five, like, they can lose these games. It really doesn't matter to them if they're, like, in the top seeds. Unless, like, like I think the main thing that, like, play or teams are looking at is, like, not trying to be in the eighth seed and, like, going against the Lakers because the Lakers have – they're the number one seed in the West. So, like, if you don't have to play, like, a first-round playoff against, like, the Lakers, you, you would love to have the opportunity not to do that. But. Oh, 100%. So I just want to stay on the playoff picture. So who do you have any dark horse candidates of who you think will make a, a Cinderella run in this NBA bubble playoffs? Yeah, some little sleeper picks that like like I was saying, if one of those teams that just like everything breaks right for them, it could go really well. And in the West, I have the Mavericks. Now I think Ooh. getting their players back healthy, uh everyone together in the lineup and i think if they stay healthy like virus or otherwise um and if they they catch a few breaks that lineup that lineup can be scary and you like seeing what Doncic and Kristaps can do together could be could be some spicy maybe second round you know everything breaks right for them potentially conference finals something like that if 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 that's if they can like catch a break here or there, but they definitely have a team that if they catch fire, you know, it could. Yeah, it's it, very it interesting point. Special. So I, I would go back to like okay, going back to the standing. So like obviously the Lakers have a five point lead uh, on the first seat. So like do like do you think teams like the Clippers or Nuggets like see okay the Mavericks, you know they're the seventh seed, and then you have like there are so the fifth and seventh seed is Thunder Rockets. Mavericks like I'd rather if I'm a team I'd rather go against the Rockets or Thunder than like the Mavericks and I don't know if my thinking of that is right I don't know I feel like you I'd rather go against the Rockets or the Thunder where they're older teams you, you and I not feel like fresher you, legs like you would on the uh, I think Mavericks. it depends on the the team but I think it's definitely like all a very much a matchup thing it's yeah. like what team do you see your your style of play matching up better against yeah, so I could see, like, teams, like, throwing on purpose. Like, hey, like, the Clippers go out there and Zubach is playing, like, 40 minutes a game. <laughs> like, Kawhi and Paul George are resting. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're resting for the playoffs. You're like, guys, you're in the bubble. What do you mean? Um, I want to throw out a dark horse. I have two for the West and then one from the East because I didn't really – the East is like, eh. Mm-hmm. So, right now, my number one dark horse would be the Trailblazers. They're a team, like we said, getting healthy. They get back uh, Zach Collins, and they get back uh, oh, Yurkic. Dame actually today had something wrong with his foot. He aggravated his foot, so he didn't play in the scrimmage game. CJ McCollum, I think they end up they they won their last scrimmage game, I believe. I think CJ McCollum hit a game winner. My 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 memory may be fogged up, but Portland, we said like the biggest thing was like injury bug and how their season's been derailed. But I think that they have a chance. If they beat the Grizzlies, their first matchup, which I can pull up in their schedule real quick. They beat the Grizzlies because, like, I, it's the weird system where, like, if you're a game or two off and you guys play, like, a elimination game to get the eighth seed. So I could, I ra- I rather put money on the Trailblazers beating the Grizzlies, and I can see that, like, 
10 times out of 10. Like I can maybe, okay, maybe nine times out of 10, like maybe the Grizzlies get lucky. Coronavirus, okay, CJ and I, I don't know, Yurkic can't play that coronavirus, something like that. But see, that's the thing that you, you brought up and it's so fascinating is because we don't know. It's not like we can like for sure say like, hey, this game's mm-hmm. going to happen and this will be like, I, I'm going to go with this team because there's no the concrete fact. Be. Yeah, there is no concrete fact. Things are changing by the week, the day, the hour. Like for some of yeah. these teams. <laughs> Literally by the hour. But we look at um Portland's schedule and oh where is it? Oh, 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 I'm trying to find okay, so Portland's gonna play the Celtics, Nets, Mavericks, Nuggets, Rockets, Clippers, Grizzlies, 76ers. So like that's a pretty rough schedule, if if you ask me. So I, I like to see them make it. And my other team would be the Thunder. I think like Chris Paul is having a really good year and he's been to the MVP race. Thing, same thing like he's been hurt he was the guy that was supposed to knock off the Warriors dynasty a couple of years ago but guess what his hamstring gives out and Kevin Durant gets another ring and everybody keeps hating that the Thunder or the um, Rockets should have ended the dynasty you know two years early but he got hurt so this could be a year where Chris Paul makes a deep run if the you know the cards are dealt in his favor do you have any, what what is your other dark horse team because you said you have one for the east yeah, my one for the East. Now, this is very, I'd say very sleeper, very dark horse. Oh. But I'm, gl- I'm happy to see that Victor Oladipo is back and healthy and playing. And I think the Pacers, if they stay healthy, they got, they got Thaddeus Young, they got Sabonis, they got uh, Oladipo. I think they got pieces when playing and working in the system that they have set up in Indiana. Can, in a week conference do something yeah i i don't i forgot that um oh his name just went on my mind you just said it oladipo oladipo's back from his i think he had an ac injury didn't acl he? yeah yeah and the players he has on the uh pacers i feel like that's a, that's not a bad pick i went with the miami heat not really a sleeper pick because they are um fourth in the standings 41 and 24 i think like if they're clicking at the right time, they get easy. So their first uh, match opponent would be uh, the 76ers, I believe. Look at this. No, it would be the Pacers right now as it stands. But so they're they're basically against the Pacers or the 76ers. So if they get the Pacers, like hey, maybe they can make some move, or either team can make a move. It's just like I said, it's like the moving variables. Nothing's concrete. We have to see day to day. So that's. It's so interesting that this season – I want to ask you a quick question, though, just off the air because we both – or not off the air, but off topic, that do you think this season's going to be an asterisk whoever wins the title? I think it depends on the circumstances of the win. I think if you get there and everyone's healthy and all that and they just fight it out like it normally would be, besides, unless it's like regular injuries. But let's say like – it's maybe not in the finals, but in the conference finals, like a team that you're like the team's on the ropes and then the other team gets like a bad, like someone has to go for quarantine for 10 days and, and then they end up swinging the series and winning it. Like they were down three, mm-hmm. two and they come back and win it. Um, and then they go to the finals and win. There's then I could see there being an asterisk over like, Hey, they won this, but it kind of doesn't feel like the, the, a deserving win. Mm. But if there's no like COVID related things with 
the with the major things with the team that wins mm. i think then it won't there won't be hmm i don't know what camp i'm in yet i feel like a like a lot of things have to go your way and i think this is the year where we can see a cinderella team make it to the like to the finals and just not knowing how the covid how the covid situation goes off in the bubble like teams like um like we just saw like our dark horse teams like a portland a, you know the thunder the grizzlies you know whatever the team may be can make a deep run and i feel like i, I, I go back to the lebron thing that i keep hearing through like popular news media and people our age talking about it where it's like if LeBron wins this, it's because it's the bubble season. But if you lose this, it's like, how did you not win? You were, like, playing, like, during the pandemic. Like, you should have won. It's just – it's very different. Like, last year, a lot of people even said that, like, okay, the Raptors won because everybody in the Warriors was hurt. So, that's, like, an asterisk. It's, like – No, like, what, when, not in it. I don't yeah, think. When, I don't think when do we start picking and choosing when titles, like, oh, that title doesn't mean as much as this one? Like, I know I, I, I did it with LeBron James at 3-1, but, like, I feel like that's like a repetitive uh, narrative now where it's like, okay, well this title, like the ha- like this, this, this title doesn't count because okay, we well, play during a pandemic bubble. It's like the NBA is trying to salvage a season. So we, the consumers like, yay, we can watch basketball during like the worst time of our lives. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, oh, it's just tough. I, I, I think it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the type of fans that NBA fans are. I don't know. They're, they just feel very judgy. Yeah, it's like they're never really satisfied. Okay, let's move to our next segment. We're kind of flying here. Oops, sorry. Quick one for us. But um, we can go this a little bit uh, about the NBA regular season awards. We're going to go over the MVP, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, and Defensive Player of the Year. Which one do you want to start with? Which one should we go with? Should we go with the Rookie of the Year since that's like the lowest grade one, I guess? Well, I guess Most Improved Player would be. But anyway, Rookie of the Year, I had John Morant. I don't think Zion even has a chance. Zion played like 14 games. I know it's exaggeration, but Zion didn't yeah. play enough. Zion, uh, John Morant played basically the entire season, and he was a baller. And the stats prove it, and the Grizzlies are in the eighth seed. And it's I, been like John Morant, like rookie coming in. He's jumping over people. He's dunking. He looks like a young Westbrook, but just more swagger, which I, I think is pretty cool. I just hope that – he doesn't go up and does like a reverse 360 jam, come down and Derek Rose himself and like both of his ACLs, yeah. MCLs blow out, which would suck. I, I completely agree though. I have John Morant. I think if it would have been interesting to see kind of like a whole Doncic versus Young type deal if Mar- if like John Morant and Zion played the whole season against each other. Um, sorry, I just got a call there. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, I think just Zion doesn't have the amount of games played to even be in like the consideration for, in my opinion. But yeah, full season, I definitely think it would be closer. But yeah, John Morant all the way. Yeah, just think about like Zion, like the hype coming in, like he's the next LeBron, he's gonna be like the goat, like he's gonna be the next player, and then like Ja comes in, it's just like Zion just just stepped aside a little bit. It kind of sucks that because when when Zion was playing, like it was fun to watch. He was hustling, rebounding, put back dunks. Crowd was getting into it, and then like you only got that for fourteen, fifteen. I think it was like eighteen games. I think where we just got Zion because he missed so much. And obviously, you don't want the Pelicans to throw him in when he's at like fifty to seventy five percent. 
because like that's their franchise guy. Like they just said, Anthony Davis, he leaves and like, okay, what do they get to get Zion? Somehow they get him. Like I'm not going to get into the details about that. And, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, we know that Anthony Davis going to the Pelicans was rigged. They should have went to Charlotte, and he should have been playing for the Bobcats at the time. But that's another podcast in its own. Um, you want to go to most improved player, defensive player of the year? Let's go most improved. I'll take the lead on this one. Okay. Because it's a little bit of a homer pick, and I think people, if you know me, Hornets fan probably could have seen it coming mm. from a while away, but I'm picking Devontae Graham for most improved mm. player. I think – Stepping into the starting role, stepping into like also like our late game closer role, uh, hitting he yeah, I think he hit three or four game winners this year. Um, had a very very strong season, put up a lot more points. Uh, at times I think just because of how young he is, uh, that he did have sometimes where a little bit turnover heavy because he's trying to do too much. But overall, like. There were some assists that uh, that were just like magnificent, like had Kemba esque vibes. And I was uh, over the course of the season, early on, early on especially, I was getting just even just the sense of like he like I know Kemba Kemba was a great, amazing player for this franchise, but he had this like Kemba had swag, but I felt like Devonte has this extra level that like is like a notch above. Kemba, like he's not that type of player. He's not as good as Kemba yet, by far, by mm-hmm. any stretch of the imagination. But he seems like he's going to be a little bit more consistent from the three, and he just seems to. Even though Kemba wanted that final shot, he wanted to be that guy at the end of the game that gets the tough shots, the all that. Mm. Devonte seemed like he owned the moment more. That he felt like at home in those big moments. It felt like. Devontae was more of a big moment type player than Kemba ever was, even though Kemba was so good. But yeah, that's, that's just my personal opinion. That's why um, and being able to see him close up in those situations probably helped me make that choice. Yeah, and he was – we talked about it way early in the earlier podcast when the Kings came to town and we watched in the same arena together. And I could like say from your point, yeah, like Devontae Graham is a baller. Like that dude is a walking bucket for the – I'll say he's a like a walking bucket every night, but if he's on his night, like he's going to drop, he's going to hit threes, and he's like you said, he's got like a Kemba esque play, but he's bigger and he's like stronger than Kemba, and I feel like he can play a little bit above like his weight class, if, if I could say that, if that makes sense. Where Kemba, like Kemba's like that fragile guy, and you're kind of afraid of him going up and maybe coming down, getting hurt, something like that. So I, I actually don't mind that pick. A little homer pick, maybe. Yeah, it's like, you know, hey, we're, we like our team, so who uh, who cares? But I went, I went with a, a pick that's kind of like NBA mainstream, but, like, I have to agree. Like, this will probably be – he'll probably be in the top three. If he's not, then, like, I don't know. I guess I don't watch NBA. I went with the 22-year-old from the Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo. He's mm-hmm. doubled his points. He's been to, He's increasing his free throw percentage – or attempts to the line so he's going there four times a game he's upped his minutes from his rookie year he was playing 19 and a half or almost 20 now he's playing 34 minutes a game rebounds up by three so he's averaging you know 16 and 10 and he's at five assists and like I said he's gone to the line like Bam is like unlocking 
his like potential. He looks like a like a Draymond Green role player, but like way more athletic and better defensively. Just like a solo player, like we know that Draymond Green's amazing because he plays in a great system. He's a great system player, but like Bam Adebayo is like he's a great defensive player, and he could probably be even better in a system. And his numbers are just proving it. And he made his first All Star game this year. And freak athleticism too. Yeah, freak athleticism. And it's funny thing is that he plays small for the center. He's six nine. So like I said, he's got that Draymond build to him. And like I said, I think he's gonna be re- like he's gonna be a big future piece for the Miami Heat. And I would pair that with the next award. I I put that him at defensive player of the year as well, just because I feel like he is the rock of the Miami Heat. Like I said, he's he's a, you gotta understand that he's an underside center, like him being six nine. I know that like the center role now is like a stretch guy that shoots, and he's kind of like the traditional guy, not really a good. He doesn't really attempt th- three points, which is understandable because how good he is defensively and big and athletic. You don't want to just take away, hey, go to the corner, spot up threes. Like this guy will hustle, get rebounds, put back dunks, stuff like that. So I picked Bam Adebayo for most improved and defensive player. Do you have a defensive player of the year you want to shout out here? I've been, uh, I've been back and forth because, like, certain people that I would have picked, you know, some injuries here and there. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I was between, um, between Leonard and, and Adebayo. Mm. And it's just – I'm honestly still up in the air about it. I, mm. oh, man. My you know my what? second pick would be Giannis, just because he really like like I said, same thing with Bam, except he's on steroids. Or just like he is the biggest defensive. Well, Leonard with side. some injuries, though. You know, actually, yeah. you know, I, I'll I'm gonna go AD. I'm going AD. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. That's yeah. not a bad pick either. Like I'm not like either pick. Like if you pick Giannis, Bam, AD, or um, yeah. Kawhi, like it's but, uh, reasonable. They're all great yeah, defensive players. But as I as I'm about to get into it, the reason why I I was also thinking honest, but I didn't want to pick him because I have him as my as my MVP. Oh yeah, I have him as my MVP too. I as did my not back pick LeBron. Back. I did not pick LeBron. Did not I did not pick LeBron because I think he's gonna get a finals MVP. Mm, yeah, how about that? Yeah, Giannis is my MVP. I think it's questionable. Better two way player than LeBron. And it's just like at this point, I used to, like, when I was younger, I debated, but, like, you got to understand, like, the MVP is more than just being, like, the best player. It's, like, a story and a narrative to it. Like, that's why there's been so many different MVPs in the last couple of years. Like, that's why people say, well, LeBron would have MVP every single year. It's like, yeah, obviously, like, if we're just going off sole stats, like, yes, LeBron would have, like, probably have seven to eight MVPs. But this year, like, I think, like, Giannis deserves it. And... I don't think this whole like LeBron narrative is like LeBron, he's leading the league in assists. It's like, okay, but like everybody knows LeBron passes well. And he's not like this shitty small forward who can't pass. All he could do is dunk and, you know, shoot post fades. Like, no, like LeBron is a point guard inside of a uh, forward's body. Like, it's not I a wouldn't mind team. seeing him win it though. Like, yeah, like, I, I know, but I feel like he probably deserves more MVPs than he, than he has. Mm. I, I could. I, I can't be the same bad as that. But I think just for this year, like, the Bucks, like, the best record in the NBA, and, like, the evolution of Giannis has been, like, over – like, not even – I'm going to say overnight, but it's just been, like, growing and growing. And now, like, if Giannis can shoot a three, like, he's, like, the all-around player. And it's, like, the Greek freak. Like, literally the Greek freak. 
So seeing him as the MVP, I'm fine with. And if LeBron gets like, I'm not going to be like, oh, LeBron got it. Like, okay, cool. Like, give me some more, give me more uh, accolades. So when I do my LeBron versus Jordan arguments, be like, hey, he's got, you know, the same amount of MVPs or he might have more. I think the one thing is like, if you do, I, I think the LeBron argument what's strong about is like how his age and what he's doing. Like yeah. LeBron's always been like, okay, he's always been a great scorer. Okay. Like now he's like, okay, all around game. Okay. Now he's in this phase where he's just like facilitating and making plays. Like, it's just, it's crazy. And it's just something special where you're just like, dude, LeBron is special. Hate him, love him. Like you gotta, you gotta just like respect the game. And this dude, like the fact that he is leading the league in assists is kind of crazy. But I still went with Giannis. All right. And, anything, uh, anything else on NBA you want to talk about? Or nah, I think I was gonna transition over to Champions League. We're okay. probably still gonna follow some storylines of what's going on. Yeah. As we get towards the end of the regular season, maybe get into some playoff predictions as we get closer and see how things play out obviously like we said with everything still up in the air mm-hmm. for the most part we'll see how that goes but yeah, yeah. now on to something that is not up in the air anymore well at least half of it isn't and that's the champions league yeah the champions league is back for august the greatest month ever because it's my birthday and it's leo season i don't know what that means but yeah shout out leos i'm a leo awesome we really don't follow this stuff but champions league is set half the bracket is set so right now our matches that are set in stone for the quarters are we, we start off with the the headline one would be Atalanta versus PSG. PSG just suffered a injury blow to Mbappe over the French uh, Cup. I don't know the name of it, but basically at the FA Cup, uh, Mbappe got challenged by Perrin and not fractured, but it sprained his ankle. He'll be out to three weeks, and he will miss the Atalanta um, Champions League matchup. So, I guess that's on you. How big of a blow is that for PSG? Uh, they'll feel it, but they'll be fine. The Neymar's healthy, so it they they they'll be fine. It's it Atalanta like barely made it through against Valencia. They had like I think it was like a comeback win or some something like that. So, hmm. I I really I'm not too worried about PSG in this matchup. They probably got the best matchup they could have gotten. Yeah, that, that was like the easiest team to to draw for the second round. So I think they should be through no problem. If they awesome. wanted to rest players, they probably could. Antalantia, one of the highest goal-scoring teams in Europe, Carl. How dare you throw down on this Serie A team? How dare you? Oh, yeah, what are the – yeah, who, who are they playing, though? Come on. like I know, but, I mean, still, like, a team's got to score goals, like – PSG's defense will be fine. Ooh. They got okay, think about this. They got Marquinhos, Thiago Silva, Munier, and Juan Bernat. Fine. Because yeah. all if they need him. Like they'll be it's, fine. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be one of these things where the storyline will be okay. We just talked about Mbappe's gone. How will PSG, you know, how will they move on? How will they do this? How are they gonna approach the game? And then you're going to see Di Maria go out there and score a brace. And be like, okay, wow, like I forgot to have Di Maria. And he's just going to go off for him because that's what Di Maria does. Like he just comes out, gets you a goal or two, and it's just like, wow, this guy is world class. Yeah, they, they still got Di Maria. They got Icardi. They have Cavani, Neymar, Draxler. They got players. So I forgot that Julian Draxler plays for PSG. <sighs> who did he play? Yeah, he, who did he play for before? Schalke. Ah, that's right, that's right. Okay, let's move on to the second match. 
I'll watch it. Well, what? So you think PSG rolls through this one? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next game on the uh, quarters that are set are RB Leipzig and Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid defeated the new Premier League champions Liverpool, but the previous Champions League title winners. Who do you think wins this matchup, Carl? And actually, let me ask you a quick question. Will Warner still be playing for this team? Because he's – I know he signed for Chelsea. But he signed for be, Chelsea. He'll so, be playing. Okay, he will be playing. It's so the, the end of the season. It's end of the season. So, okay, okay. Um, I – especially with this sort of team. So, Atletico Madrid is a very defensive team. They play in that system, very counterattacking, soak up pressure, and then, boom, quick lightning counterattack. Um the Decimian style is very, very tough on German teams. The the way the German teams like to play methodical, like to keep possession. Mm. Um, they very machine like uh, you we keep all this possession, you feel you get kind of safe. You feel safe, you like to keep attacking, 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 and that, that quick counter, you're not ready defensively. And the German teams, especially like the Dormans and the Bayerns of the world, have mm-hmm. uh, felt that pain in recent years playing against them in this tournament. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, I assume that to be the same thing that's going to happen because RB Leipzig is not as good as those other teams, in my opinion. Right. So I'm going to give it to Atletico in a very defensive uh, matchup. I'm assuming they're going to get one shutout and the other game, I don't think they give up more than two goals over the, over the two legs, I, I give it to Atletico. Regrettably, but I just don't think our relationship has the one the the defensive prowess to withstand something like like a counter from Atletico. And also, I don't think they have an attack that's good enough to, on a consistent basis, be able to penetrate the Atletico defense as you saw with Liverpool. So mm-hmm. I think it's one of the they're like an Atalanta in a way where they're like they have good players, but the whole squad isn't quality like like your PSGs are, like your um, you know Bayern Munich for example. They don't they're, have their like, system for yeah, sure. Yeah, very strong system. And if you go against a team like Atletico that is like just counterattack, absorb the pressure. I mean, think about it. Like I feel like Atletico kind of gets lost in when we talk about soccer because they're not they have it they're just meant for okay they lost to Champions League the Real Madrid's like these teams are like really good the system has been going yeah. on for the last six seven years and you and they, see how it's still thriving even without yeah. Courtois and without Griezmann they the players they have enough key players still in key positions to raise the level of everyone else around them right and it's just like like you said like the German teams come in here and they're just used to attacking creativity and they don't they get you know, met with this Spanish side that is so defensively heavy and everyone buys into it. I feel like that's another thing we get to talk about. When we talk about Atletico Madrid, what we have to say is like these teams, they buy into like the system and like look at Liverpool. Like we thought like Liverpool could not be beaten. Like this team is like, like perfect. Their, their wing backs provide the assist, their attackers, they're making plays, linking up, sharing the goals. And then Atletico Madrid goes in there and they just throw a different style of gameplay. Like, hey, okay, you're going to attack us. We're going to lock you down. Boom, counter, boom, we score. We're going to do it twice, and then you guys are out. And it's just like – it feels like an eternity ago that Atletico bounced out uh, Liverpool. But I'm going to go with you on this one. I think, like, Atletico Madrid, they can be, like, a dark horse candidate and maybe find their way into the next round of the semis going against PSG. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Okay. 
So here comes the interesting part is the set up for the other bracket of the semifinals. So we can start with your team, your matchup, Chelsea versus Bayern Munich. They're winning right now. Bayern's got a 3-0 score, and I think they won at the uh, – They won 3-0 at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, at Stamford Bridge. So, so they're coming home with a three-goal advantage. I see no reason why they they shouldn't win. The, I mean, they're – Yeah, let it out. The, let, the, let your Bayern rant go because I'll, I'll Off the you. back of an eighth title, a, a Deutsche Pokal win against Bayer Leverkusen. They got everything wrapped up. Now it's time for all eyes to be on focusing on the treble for them. So Yeah, and a very silent story of the treble. And I like Bayern going into this. I feel like Chelsea, their defense is kind of shaky. Uh, obviously, Christian Pulisic, our man, the USA man, has been going off since the restart. But 3-0, you're in Bayern. They have great defensive players, creative midfield, and just Lewandowski's here where he should have won a Ballon d'Or. He's back, though. He, he, had, he was injured. Now he's back. Yeah, now he's back. He's, he got 30-something goals. I think he scored like 33 goals or 30. So it was a high 30s of him scoring goals this year. And this could be the year where, hey, Bayern comes out and they make it into the final. I I, I can see that happening. So we're, Depending we're on how uh, the, this, the matchup against them is. It was the with uh, Napoli and Barcelona. So I yeah, so Napoli-Barcelona, it's 1-1. I feel like they played in Camp Nou. I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. I think they played at Camp Nou. I'm pretty sure they played at Camp Nou. Looking it up. Should have stuff be ready. So they played, ended with a red card. It hasn't even told me where they played at. No, they, they played at uh, San Paolo. So they played in Napoli. Arturo um, Vidal got a red card 89th minute. Oh, well, I do remember that. I remember watching that. So is this the year where I have been saying since the beginning that Barcelona – I said Barcelona got to the group stage, but that didn't happen. But is this the year where Barca gets bounced and Messi leaves Barca? Is this the year where – Messi's not leaving Barca, but you don't I, think do, he's leaving? I do believe they could get bounced. Just the lack of quality. The squad hasn't brought the intensity. It feels like a lot of chemistry issues. Players haven't been living up like Griezmann we just mentioned. Yeah. He just hasn't really found his form, which is not really his fault. He's a striker playing a wing role. Like, that's I, – I, I can see why he's struggling. He used to play wing, though, I think. I, he should be able to perform. I think it's a system problem there. Like, I think they're, they've changed the way they, they – like, not like – obviously, they still play, like, tiki-taka uh, type football but mm. i think the the different nuances that the manager is bringing in i think i just think like Messi's not even meshing with meshing with it as well so i think that there's the root of your problem right there and i, I think napoli has been surprising surprisingly good that the, they drew they drew here they i think they drew against liverpool as well when they were on that like when liverpool was on that tear of mm-hmm. games in a row haven't won so mm-hmm. I, I i think if anyone's going to pull out some magic, maybe against Barca, I think Napoli has a chance. They they only gave up the one away goal. So they put one, maybe two goals in, you know, they just, they just got to get on the board here in this yeah. matchup. And with, um, I don't know what their injury status is like, but hopefully everyone's like back and healthy. I think, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they could make a, a strong case for themselves in this second leg. Yeah, and I think this is, like, really weird, but, like, Messi's been very vocal about how, like, the team does not focus. Like, they can slip up and lose this. So, I mean, if you're captain, one of the legends of the game, 
is saying that, hey, if we don't we don't tighten up, focus up, and get ready to face Napoli, because Napoli is a good Italian side that can upset us. Like, I don't know what I don't know who to pick here. Like, they could go either way, but if Barca's playing, they have a late and they slept up or they slipped up and they let the title go to Real Madrid, I can see them getting bounced out here. And then that's going to be a whole nother issue going into next season. We'll move on to the my team, Juventus versus Lyon. Lyon got the 1-0 victory in France. Juventus just came off their ninth straight title, the longest title streak in all of soccer, or all of football, I should say. But um, they haven't played well. They're, they've been dropping points. They lost to some teams that are getting relegated. Um, is this a year where Juventus gets bounced early? Do you think that? Because I, I feel like I, I see, see so many. I see up. so many advantages for Lyon here. I see they're going. They're one zero up after their home leg. They're going into Juve. Juve doesn't have the advantage of the crowd because there's no crowds. Mm-hmm. They Juve's been slipping up lately. And like you said, in the league, they've looked off form. Uh, there's all these advantages that go towards Lyon. And it makes you want to pick them. They're the, they're the underdog. They, they shouldn't be here. Memphis, the pie got hurt. I think he might be back for the, for the, first, for the second leg here. Uh, one of the key players um, in the attack. And it, it's setting up for that Lyon upset to get into the next round. But Juventus has Cristiano Ronaldo. Debala. <laughs> yeah, they got players that play that can play big on the day. And I think there's been so many times where Cristiano Ronaldo has elevated his team or soloed his team to the next round or had a hat trick performance, a two goal and an assist performance. Performances that are ten bellers, you know. And I think he puts in a performance. He's extra motivated, super healthy after the break, uh, with the break and everything. I think he puts in a superb performance and keeps Juventus in the Champions League. Yeah, I, I want to say that. I just feel like if, if Juventus wins and they get into the um, quarters, I just feel like if they go against Real Madrid or Manchester City, like it's it's GG, no re, they're bounced out. I don't think the, the Serie – no, 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 no. I, really I don't think so. Together with the team, you, you think? You, I mean, I, I love I, Ronaldo, but I just I don't think, think they. Got I think, it. especially if they face Madrid, I think, I think Juve match. If 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 the, everyone like gets their act together, uh, Juve obviously, but I think Juve matches up well against Madrid, and it's obviously the return of Ronaldo to Madrid and everything. Mm, so, yeah. I I I, re- I like that matchup. Maybe not as so much against City. I think they could struggle if they play City, but I think if they play Madrid, if they got a they got a better than average chance. Mm. Um, I'm going to be Homer pick. I'm going to say Juvent- Juventus comes through. I want to say they if on a great day, they score three. On a good day, they score two. I think that ball, they get to a goal. And then Ronaldo, just Ronaldo loves playing in those big games, man. It's just like, you I know. Think the most important thing is they shut it down. Them. They have to shut it down defensively. They give yeah. up one. If they give up one goal, they have to score three. So yeah. the, the biggest thing is either to get out to a lead early mm-hmm. or you better have you better have the clamps on from minute one. And the defense has been shaky. You know, DeLitz played shaky. Bonucci's been Bonucci, questionable. Chiellini. Yeah, Chiellini's been hurt, so he hasn't been yeah. playing at all. So it's an area where Juventus in the future has got to look at. And 
be like, okay, we got to address. It was their biggest strength and now it's, it's hurting them. Yeah. Especially like the three back that they run and they have Quadrado at right. It's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Right, right, back. right back. I don't, yeah. I don't know. They got rid of Casilo for Danilo or Danilio. I don't know. D- Danilo. Name. Yeah. Danilo. Or, and he doesn't even play. Danilo. Just it's Quadrado. So it's just, a bunch of it's a, it's like a bunch puzzle. of question marks. Piece together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll move to the last one. Uh, Real Madrid versus Manchester City. Potentially so, the most controversial. Nah, after, after City appealed their Champions League ban and they won. So, yeah. I don't know how. Uh, Klopp and uh, Mourinho in outrage. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, so just right because now, of that, I want oh, Madrid oh, to oh. win. Yeah. I so want, I, I just want Madrid to win. The aggregate, Man City's 2-1. I believe they play. They played at the Bernabeu, I believe. Yep, they did. So, Real Madrid, uh, so Man City, excuse me, a 2-1 aggregate. Storyline would be Manchester City's been counted out, but I feel like it's less pressure now since they've been. Since they can play in the next Yeah, game. so it's if, not like do uh, or yeah. die. I, I give the edge to City, but I, I want Madrid to win, but I think City will. And I feel like you can make a strong case that Real Madrid could win this. You know, their form since the restart has been incredible. They definitely could. They came they back, could. won La Liga. Yeah. And I feel like they have a good chance. It's just no, it, can I, they can they put a good attacking? I I, I um, think they they, they I think they have a very good chance at winning it. I just I just see because I feel like whenever the everyone's hating on them and the chips are stacked against City, I feel like that's when they pull out a great performance. So they're. I mean, obviously they're at home, but that doesn't make like there's less, there's no crowd or anything. But it, I just feel like suits them more. Okay, so let's. Um, so the games will be August seventh, August eighth. Where seventh will be Juventus, Leon, Man City, Real Madrid. August eighth, Bayern, Chelsea, Barca, Napoli. Then eleventh and twelfth is the quarters. Fourteenth through fifteenth is the quarters. Eighteenth through nineteenth is the semis, and twenty-first through twenty-second is the semis. Leading. On August 29th will be the final. So they're going to knock this out in a month, which is great. A lot We love Champions League, and thank you, UEFA, for getting this right. So we're going to end on this for the soccer, then we'll do our pandemic, star, star of the pandemic. I like that. Carl Hines patented right there, trademarked that, his segment. Yes, sir. Um, so who, who do you think are the favorites to win Champions League? What will be the matchup, and who do you think wins? I think you see – Oh, man. It all really depends on the semi, the semi draw. The semis draw will be huge for, I think there will be one, there will be three really good teams and a team that's just a half step below that in this, in the semis. And um, that's why uh, I think I'm going to go with PSG versus, Mm. oh man. (laughs) <laughs> that's literally what i put i said that. uh psg I feel, dude i feel, I'm gonna, I feel like i'm gonna do it psg Bayern. i'm doing a psg Bayern. i feel like the favorites are gonna be psg man city that would be like the one that will like like is gonna like that would be like the majority i say psg oh. Bayern, and then i get my heart broken and psg wins <laughs> so my dark horse i don't know if you had any teams my dark horse teams are real madrid and Bayern. both of them playing wonderful winning their league going for the tremble or Bayern is um and then i did like my homer pick i think it's going to be psg versus Bayern. but i feel like Bayern is a dark horse but i feel like they can also win it because 
They, they have Blake. like dark horse tendencies because of yeah. how how they've played in Champions League. Even though they are superpower, they've haven't lived up to that in Champions League in late years. So I, and it this also campaign, feel like, like you could horse. say this has been one of the best campaigns Bayern's had since the last time they won it in 2013-12. I wouldn't say that. I, you I don't think it is? This is the, the first year the league's been close in the last, like, five years. No, no, I'll talk about, I'll talk about Champions League. Their campaign oh, Champions, Champions League. League. Oh, in Champions League, this is, yeah, this is the strongest they've looked in Champions League in yeah, a long yeah. time. Not yeah. just, yeah, not league. It was very close this year. Towards, until the restart where everybody, yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. So you're putting PSG Bayern. I'm putting PSG Bayern. We both are smart men. Let's go to your segment, the Golden Star of the Pandemic. Who do you got? Who is it? Um, I was debating, like, do I go funny? Like I was saying before the pod, do I want to go funny? Do I want to go more serious? And I think uh, – I don't mean to get – I'm not going to, like, go anything into politics or anything, but I'm going to go more serious with it. I'd, I'd say, like, I'm mentioning one person, but there are so many people who have stepped up, and I'm going to say uh, – little baby for stepping up and being like uh, a person in his community and in the rap uh, community that has stepped up and made his voice heard on political issues on Black Lives Matter. And uh, I think for better or for worse, for all the things that have happened, I think his voice is very influential, especially in that community. So mm-hmm. uh, big ups to him and um, and obviously doing it the like trying to do it the right way so mm. yeah on a, just just on a serious note don't want to get like political or anything but uh happy to see that like people with a voice are using it for the right reasons oh wow well, I, didn't, I didn't know he was doing that i didn't i mean he made like a whole song about it and everything called the bigger picture really wow. yeah it, 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 was, it was it was that. very good yeah oh man i I went with a sports one. It was great. I feel like this team deserved it, and they went through a lot of backlash all year, and they finally pulled through. More of a choke in my opinion, but you know what? They got results, and they fought their way in Champions League. Manchester United, star of the pandemic, mainly Bruno Fernandes as he came in. as a transfer. What a transfer. Yeah, what a transfer. Came in and literally Save brought – Manchester United into Champions League. And I feel like next year they're gonna have a serious chance. Not not winning, but there's it's gonna no, be more competitive. They're gonna do some damage. Mason Greenwood yeah. has been popping off. That dude, they got a great squad and it's just crazy how one player where a lot of people said, ah, oh, he's overrated. There's no way he's gonna make that big of an impact and why would he have so much money? Yeah, he's, he's a, catalyst. a catalyst. And guess what? They beat Leicester at 2-1 or 2-0, 2-0. And they're in the Champions League. And I felt bad because I feel like Leicester all year had a great campaign, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And unfortunately, Leicester did not finish their campaign out strong. All but Swedish. I think it, it's, you, you, you rather see United in Champions League than you would Leicester. Let's just be honest. I feel like there are a lot of yeah. man, man United fans and so, yeah, shout out to Oli Soskier. I think I said that right. And Bruno Fernandez and everybody at Manchester United for turning the season around and did not make their season a laughing joke. And also they beat Man City this year a bunch. And they, they performed great against top teams, top flight teams, but then against lower end Premier League teams that didn't win. Carl, you have anything else to add to this podcast? Uh, no. Uh, 
I think we, we covered a lot. Uh, hopefully it left a little bit to talk about for future pods, but it's yeah. all the sports are starting to starting to start back up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's going to all come in uh, thick and fast here. Yeah. Well, appreciate you guys listening to the episode, and we will see you sometime soon. I don't know when we'll be back, but we'll keep you updated. Carl, it was a pleasure. Always a pleasure. See you guys. See you around. See you.